I'm Nicole Jones, and you are listening to Mediocre to Masterful. This podcast helps you master your goals, activate your plans, and manifest your purpose. Earlier this summer, I had the absolute pleasure of being invited to a millionaire dinner hosted by the Powerhouse Connect. I received the invitation from Kia, who is the founder of Powerhouse Connect, and this organization is a global community of women connecting and learning how to get to the next level in areas of spirituality, financially, physically, and they just thrive together and succeed together. And I just thoroughly enjoy joining this particular dinner because in this particular dinner, the guest speaker was Dr. Nicole Garner-Scott, and she spoke about tapping into your financial well-being and being able to elevate in um, in our businesses and our lifestyles. So I truly had an amazing night. It was a select few women uh, who attended this event, uh, all very impactful, all powerhouses, all girl bosses, and just, you know, each person had their own story, um, something that was unique, something that was inspirational, and I just really had a great time. I served as the media partner for this particular event, and I just want to pull some of the best discussion points from her speaking engagement, and I know you guys will benefit from this, so please tune in, get your pens and paper ready so you can be able to receive your millionaire year. So, millionaire year, how many of you are on that journey? Okay. How many of you have specifically wrote down what it's going to take for you to get to a million dollars? Okay. How many of you have a full plan to get you to a million dollars? A full plan. Yes. 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 Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay. Yes. All right. So this, this is where I want to start with. Many of us, especially as women, right, we're, we come out with these goals. I want to be six figures. I want to be seven figures. And I'm like, great. How are you going to get there? God. Uh, <laughs> my friend. My family believes in me. You know, or I believe in myself. Yeah, yeah. Now, what's that billboard say? You, you are the rich man. Right. That's right. But, um, the same with, let's say you're on a healthy journey, right? And it's like, ooh, I want to lose all this weight. Okay, so what are you going to do every single day you wake up? And if you, have, if, you, if you have no plan, then at the end of the year, it's like, well, it was the pandemic, so I couldn't make it to the gym. And, you know, everybody gained weight. That's, everybody else has nothing to do with you, ever, ever. What's going on in the world has nothing to do with you. You are 100% responsible for where you want to get to with your goals. Now, I'm not saying life is not hard. I'm not going to say that it's not going to throw you curveballs. But if you have a plan, if you have a plan and you work the plan, you will get to where you need to get to, right? So I'm going to read this little, this quote to you very quickly. And it says, financial possibility requires space to unfold. So what I notice with many of us, especially as women, is that we pack our lives all the way to max, that we, re- that we leave no room yes. for any blessings or any opportunities to enter into our life. Do you guys follow um, Exxon Nicole? Is anybody familiar with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
She did a post the day before yesterday that said, I know God did not sit us down in 2020 for us to come back into 2021 running around with our heads cut off again. And I was like, Ooh, okay. You know, you know the Insta preachers. I, I love some Insta preachers. <laughs> but taking that moment, right? In 2020, when you when some many of us got sat 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 down, not just we didn't just sit down, we got sat down. It was some hardships for some of us in this room. Some of us, it was just mental, mental overload. Some of us are dealing with 2020 now, right? Like 2020, you were like, ooh, I made it. And then you saw some things kind of leak over into this new year. And, and to be honest, like looking at the news and everything else, who knows what's to come, right? So given those, those different opportunities, what was the beautiful silver lining for many people in 2020 is that was your first time sitting down and taking in inventory of your life. And if you did, if you were like, because I know we had some nurses in here, if you were a frontline worker and you didn't get that chance to sit down, then in the next, I'm going to challenge you in the next two months, be like, listen, I'm going to take me a pandemic break. <laughs> I'm going to take a pandemic break. Because everybody, a lot of people got that break. And for you, are you, you were frontline? You were frontline. Don't let this moment pass by, though, that you don't get to take that self-inventory in regards to that. So... When you had a chance to take that self-inventory, did you, for me, I'll be honest first, realize there was a lot of areas of time you were wasting. Mm -hmm. yeah. There was a lot of leaks in your life. Yeah. There was a lot of things that, um, I remember, I'm talking memes a lot. I remember there was this meme that said, I can't believe I used to leave the house uh, more than five days a week. That just seems like ridiculous yeah. now, right? <laughs> And even though still I'm kind of in a hybrid space right now, I refuse to go back. I was, I was beyond busy before the pandemic. And I did not leave a lot of space and room for areas in my life. And when I sat down, my blessings became so clear and my clarity became so clear. And that manifested in my spiritual life, my health life, and my bank account. So I get very, very intentional when we have these types of talks first off about creating space in your life and allowing that space to unfold so we're going to do this first activity you guys you have your books you have your pens and we're going to just take a moment for you to figure out where you have a lot of excess junk in your life that's taking up space for opportunity and for wealth to enter into your life well, then you might be ahead of the game. You might be ahead of the game. I love it. So, and I'll give you some examples, right? Your closet is filled with stuff you don't wear anymore. You, you said I called you out. I'm sorry, girl. <laughs> you have a closet that's filled with bags. You got all your bags. You got your shoes. You got your such and such. And during the pandemic, you kept walking by this closet like, why did I even buy all this stuff? I don't use it. I don't wear it. If you were to open up uh, Poshmark today, if you were to do a Facebook marketplace, you keep saying, I need an extra $500 to take a trip. That $500 is sitting right there, right? Or let's say you have children and they, you got grandparents that spoil them. You got all these extra toys that haven't been opened. No one does anything with it. You need an additional $500 to put your child in summer camp. The $500 is sitting right there. 
but you have these blocks of excess in your life. So I want you to take a minute and just think of two areas in your life that you have excess that can turn into financial ability for you. This is a big girl conversation, ladies. So this is when you got to be honest with yourself, right? Some of those things seem so important in the moment. People question and you were like, no, I got to have it. And now at this moment, you realize, I just got to let it go. Not to say you can't ever get it back, right? That's the cycle. If we understand the cycle of money and how it works, it continues to go into a cycle. So for you to eliminate some things in your life right now is just a phase, just a temporary time of you transferring that energy. I always say that currency is energy, right? Money is energy. It's just an exchange between those things. As you're thinking about these areas of excess in your life, right? Have you got, do you guys remember the show um, Marie Kondo, who the organizer on Netflix? Okay, if you don't know what I'm talking about, she, she does a really good job of helping people who hold on to too much in their house find peace with getting rid of it. So I'm gonna help you do that with your money. I'm gonna help you do that with the things in your life. So in these areas of excess, I want you to ask yourself these questions so it helps you get rid of it. Um, first ask yourself, do you love it, right? Are, are some of these items in your life that are, that are taking up space, do you love it? Do you use it? And I'm not talking about you use it in 2011 and it might come back around or it might happen in the future. Do you need it? Not just do you want it, do you need it? What memories does it bring up for you? And so those are some good ways to figure out how and what you should get rid of in your life. And as you eliminate those things, watch the abundance start to flow in. Because you created more space and more opportunity for it. And I'm going to take you through a second exercise really quickly. So we're going to call this hidden treasures, okay? Many of us have hidden money that's all around us. And in that hidden money, we're asking ourselves how, why, <laughs> when, and all of those. Okay. On your second piece of paper. I just want you to write yes if this occurs in your life. Right now, if you assess your friend circle, do you have friends that owe you money? It's time to collect. Okay? It's time to collect. I love you, such and such. Um, but if you have friends that owe you money, this, this is a good time. Number two, do you have family that owes you money? Now, you recognize the people that you gave money to, right? If it was a gift, it was a gift. I'm not saying come back and renege. Like, that's, that's bad energy in itself. You know, it wasn't like, here, you can have this 500, and now this year you're like, you know that 500 I said you can have? No, we're not talking about that. We're just saying people that owe you money. Um, do you have any refunds that you need to reclaim right now in your life? Any refunds that you need to claim? Do you have any gift vouchers that you haven't used? Or gift cards? Let 
Let me tell you about my grandmother, right? A box of gift cards. Last month we were helping her just move, clean some things around. I went through that box. She literally has $2,000 of gift cards sitting in this box. Mm -hmm. And it's a website you can go to and turn it all into cash. I was gonna say um, you owe me commission for this grandma, but she wasn't trying to hear it. <laughs> but um, many of you have money lying around the house. And let me tell you why these little things are important. I don't want you to feel like, oh, Nicole has this nickel and dime. I'm getting you to the, into the space of respecting the money that's in your life. So when you, when you disrespect money, yes, respect the money that's in your life. When you're disrespecting money, it has, it has no want or need to come and be around you. So by, by you doing these small activities, you're showing more respect for this energy. Um, do you have any bank accounts that you never use? A few, depending on age brackets, etc. If you you have some accounts you opened up years ago, still have two thousand in it, you kind of forgot about it or um, whatnot. So make sure you assess that. Any old savings accounts? Any loyalty points that you haven't tapped into? Any of you pre-pandemic were traveling and you have some foreign currency in a in an old purse? Uh, luggage bag that probably adds up to a couple hundred dollars. Amazon credit or any e-commerce credit. That, that actually just reminded me. I hate sending stuff back. You know when the outfits don't fit. Right. But that's how they hit you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You probably got a couple hundred dollars sitting right there. Right there. Um, any unused store credit that you haven't tapped into, especially while you are um, Instacarting and Uber Eats and all those things, people tend to forget the credits that you get on that. Um, this this might be a little before your time, but any 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 winning lotto tickets you need to claim, that might be your auntie. I said I said lotto lotto tickets that you need to claim. But that might be your auntie. <laughs> um, any any of you who are in the creative space, do you have any royalties that you need to claim? Any of you that are in the entrepreneur space, uh, is it time to take it to the next level with some people who owe you some unpaid invoices? Even so, I have an outside entity that'll that'll go and do collections for me. But let me tell you, in the beginning. You could be your own collections. You could create an email address um, that serves your collections. And you could reach out to someone and CC that email address and say, I have CC'd my collections uh, company, and this money needs to be rendered in the next 30 days, or we're going to take this to small plans for it. It's just time. It's time to, to do that. <laughs> um, for those of you who are in marketing or influencer, do you have affiliate fees that you need to tap into? I have a, a lot of my money coaching clients do all this influencer stuff and they forget to ask for the money and the company forgets to pay, right? You know, like some of it's on automatic, but some of them you're dealing with smaller companies and boutiques and all these different things. And you're giving all this real estate away and doing these cute photo shoots and not even collecting on the money. So make sure you have that. Um, do you have a PayPal account, a Venmo account, a Uber, um, 
I'm sorry, a cash app, any of those where you just have money sitting in there that you forgot about. So that's your assessment. I want you to take that, go back home, and just ponder on that. Where is money just sitting dead in my life? Okay? Because what can that money be doing? Growing. Growing. Right? They always say the first thousand dollars that you make, you worked hard, you made that happen. The first million that you make, your money works hard and your money makes that happen. And dead money sitting around doing nothing makes no money. Right? Okay. Was that part helpful for you guys? Yes. Okay. Good. We're going to go into our second phase. So that was just you being in the space of creating um, wealth, creating wealth opportunities and abundance in your life. How many small business owners do we have in the room? Okay. And how many corporate America? Okay. So all my corporate America people, are you going to start something on the side? Are you thinking of some things? A little bit? Okay. Not yet. I'm going to get you into that space, though, because what did we learn? Yes. And there's nothing wrong with failing. Failing is the, is the biggest teacher that we all have. Um, let me tell you why I'm encouraging something on the side that's going to help with your taxes. That's going to help give you peace in because, because everyone is in full understanding that we're in a recession, right? This economy is in a recession. And so even if you weren't immediately impacted, there's going to be things that's going to come over the next five years that we're not aware of. So we do not want all of our eggs in one basket. This doesn't mean you need to go out and start doing hair on the side or baking cakes. This could just be a natural. What is something that's naturally happening in your life? What's a skill set that's naturally occurring that you can bring in some additional revenue? And all of that revenue needs to be going into one, first, your emergency savings. Two, we're going to start getting into investments. Three, we're going to start getting into ways of growing that money in, in, in ways that can protect us, our households, our families. Because... Whether, you, whether it's happening in your household or not, there, there are so many more people in survival mode right now yes. than has ever been. There's so, and they call, this, um, they call this recession the woman's recession because women were struggling the most, right? Women lost the most jobs. Most women were on the front lines, um, so they were suffering with their families. Most women have, are, are the caretakers for the kids. And we're dealing with, do I go to, do I do virtual school or do I go back to work? Um, most women were the breadwinners of their households. So it was significantly um, impacted during that time. So when you read about it, they call it the women's recession. And so that's why I want to make sure that we understand that it can't just be one basket for us, right? Like we have to have multiple baskets. So even if you're in corporate America, which I feel like is great because you corporate benefits is, is always the bomb. Um, at least start thinking in your mind. You're seeing some opportunities at work, right? You're seeing at, in your nursing position, you're seeing like um, maybe I need to. It's a lot of people coming in here who don't know CPR. I could start teach, teaching CPR on the weekends. Um, you're in housing. Maybe I could do some workshops on how to make sure you can pay your rent. <laughs> like, you know, like what, whatever that is, there's something that falls in line with what you're already doing and you're already doing it for free. It's something that's happening that you're already doing for free where you could create those opportunities. So I'm going to walk you through 
Um, for those of you in business, and if you're not in business, these are going to be some things you think about in the in the future. So for my for my business owners, and then for my uh, corporate America, just do this do this activity with your personal life. What are your current business debts? Right? What are your your major business debts? Write that down. It should come top of mind. Right? And that's why I said this is an adult conversation we have in here. This is this is the 21 and up version. <laughs> when we were under 21, we didn't look at bank accounts. We, you know, for some reason you felt like it's gonna be all right, or you had you had a lifeline. But we're all at the age where those lifelines have started to disappear, yeah. right? Like your parents are like, well, I mean, some of us still have that, but I mean, for me, you know, my parents are like, you're grown, grown, right? <laughs> so you better, you know, get alone if, if that's the, that would be their response. So I try to never allow myself to ever get to that point of me. Um, so list, list your current business debts. List one area that you're financially bleeding in. <laughs> and so financially bleeding. And so let me explain that a little bit more. It is unreal how much money is going out in this area. And so if this is if this is your personal life, so for, for my corporate America girls, this is your personal life. What is something in your household that's just bleeding? It's just taking money. And it could be Amazon. <laughs> it, it could, I have some clients that were bleeding with their addiction to Amazon or to Uber Eats. Spending, uh, coming to the end of the month and realize they spent $1,500 on overeats with groceries in the house, you know? So take a minute and assess where are you bleeding? And remember I said this this whole conversation, you got to be honest with yourself. I'm not looking at your paper. The person next to you is not looking at your paper. No one's here to reprimand you. It's just for you to get honest with yourself. Okay, next List one area you can become more efficient in. Where can you downsize? Where can you collaborate with someone? Where can you partner? Where can you create synergy? Where can you barter? In 2021 and moving forward, when we barter, we still do contracts, okay? I don't want you, I don't want you, like, bartering is a tricky area, okay? So making sure you're doing that with like-minded people who respect business acumen everyone needs an emergency savings fund i don't care if you're a six-figure earner a seven-figure earner i don't care what that is we're going to always start at the basics that if if life ever happens which life happens like life happens if you can be the healthiest person walking life will happen your car could have never gave you any issues life can happen you could, you know, life is going beautiful, well, nothing's happened in the last three years. Life can happen. And, and life can happen and it could still be a beautiful thing because money's not an issue. Yeah. If you have your savings in, in the right place, then you just pay and you keep it moving. It's annoying, but it's not traumatic. But if you have a transmission issue and no money, then it becomes traumatic. Then you start trying to figure out what do I do? The car becomes worse and worse. You have that car sitting up for a long time. You're missing out on money because you can't get there because that's when everything spirals out of control. So no matter anything I say, before we get into high level investments and flipping and cryptocurrency and all the things that everyone's talking about, 
Like, are our basics in place? As women, are our basics in place? So as you're, um, as you're figuring out where to downsize, also figuring, figuring out what's going to be the assignment for that dollar now, right? Every dollar that enters your life needs an assignment. So does it, is it your emergency fund? Is it your travel trip? Because you know you're going to travel. Like, that's not a surprise for many of you who are outside now. No judgment. <laughs> is it your house that you're saving towards? It might seem small. You're like, $10 for a house. It's the habit we're building here. It's the, it's the muscle that we're building. These small acts are, are getting you prepared so when the large money enters into your life, you know how to act. Next one, what is your cost of doing business? For my corporate ladies, what is your cost of living? You'd be surprised how everyone undersells this or undershoots this. You know, I'll be like, what's your cost of living? Oh, it only cost me $2,000 a month, but you're not taking into account your Netflix, your Hulu, your Disney Plus, your, you like to keep the air on 69 degrees, you... Um, you know, just all the different things that your lifestyle is accustomed to. We need to have a clearer picture on that. And then for business, you're not taking into account that you're driving all around the city or you're spending to come to events like this. This should be a part of your budget. You should say, Hey, I'm going to spend $200 a month on marketing events. You came to this event, you come to three more events and you hit your budget rather than you Going because Atlanta will, will eat you alive. I mean, and everything is cute. Like, like you will at at, a, at any given moment you'll be like, oh my gosh, it's ten events this weekend. I need to be at all of them. And you spent five hundred dollars because you 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 showing up looking like something because the pressure is real here, right? You paid to park. You paid for gas. You might have paid for a babysitter. You might have paid who knows for what, a dog sitter. Uh, I love your life, girl. Um, yeah, you got Doc Sitter, too? Um, you, you've spent all this money. And then when I ask you how much are you spending a month, that part doesn't even register in your head. So that's why I said we need a real account of how much is it really costing to live? How much is it really costing to do business? This episode is brought to you by the Powerhouse Connect. Be sure to check them out so you can also connect with other amazing girl bosses across the nation and also become a part of their academy where you can be a member to find out and get more information on how to fulfill your purpose and walk into your millionaire year. Visit thepowerhouseconnect.com. Because there was so much great information, this will be a two-parter. So you just heard part one of that particular discussion, and I look forward to sharing more in our next episode on what you can do to achieve your millionaire year.